0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Voices of Sitka Kwan. I'm Avery Herman Sakamoto, and today on the show, I sit down with Marianne Rainey and Alyssa Guthrie to talk about the regalia that Marianne makes for graduating seniors here in Petersburg. We also talk about how she hopes the regalia gives them a sense of pride in their culture. And later in the show, we find out what's going on around the community with Elsewhere in Sitka Kwan.
1: Welcome to another episode of Voices of Sika Kwan. This is Hannah Flohr, and I am here in Studio 2 with Avery Harriman Sakamoto. Hi, Hannah. Hi. And um, today we're going to listen to a conversation that you had, correct?
0: Yes. you want to tell us about it? I do. So um, I sat down with Mary Rainey and Alyssa Guthrie. And um, so Mary she creates button and felt stoles for the graduating indigenous students, and she's been doing that since 2010, so okay. 12 years now. And are those stoles similar to the, um, the robes that are traditionally worn? Yes. So robes are traditionally made with wool felt, and they're usually red and black, um, adorned with buttons, either abalone or plastic. I know some people have used ivory in the past. And um, yeah, so the idea started with her grandson, and she wasn't able to make him a robe for graduation, so she wanted him to wear some form of regalia. So that's where she came up with the stole. So it's a smaller version. Yes. A little bit easier to manage. Yeah, which okay. is beautiful. That makes
1: sense. And um, here in Petersburg, our seniors just graduated on May 31st, um, so folks may have seen some of those graduating seniors wearing these stoles that Marianne created and you sat down with
0: Alyssa Guthrie as well. Why Why Alyssa? Alyssa is one of her grandkids. Oh. And I actually grew up basically in the family. So the three of you have a long history
1: of spending time together. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I I did not mean to be in this interview, in this conversation, but um, I was there in the room when Alyssa and Marianne came in. And they started pulling out these stoles. And um, I didn't manage to to extract myself because they're just so Beautiful that I couldn't help but admire them. So you'll hear my voice in the in the early parts of the interview before I sneak out.
2: My name is Marianne Rainey. My Indian name is is from after my grandma Mary Reyes. So it's Kuth Etch and Amusticon and Eagle Shark.
3: Um, I'm Alyssa Guthrie. Uh- Grandma Marion's granddaughter. Um, my clinket name is Yedehu. I am Ton, which is sea pigeon. And, yeah.
2: This is the basic thing that I make for them. I make an eagle and I make a raven. I put buttons on them. I would put buttons in different places just to embellish them. I don't, uh, I don't embellish them as much as people can. They could put buttons all the way down. But basically, I just make them all the same for the seniors. That way, everybody has, you know, something to wear to represent uh, their clan. Or, And I just do the raven and eagle because that covers both sides. When I'm working on uh, something, I, uh, I think... Uh, what color button do I want to, or bead do I want to put on? It just all depends who you're making things for. Like the, the shawls that I made for my two granddaughters here, uh, I, I know the colors that they like, so I try to make something that they, they like. So it's just uh, uh, embellishing things to that person's personality if you know who they are. Uh, if somebody gives me an order, For a a shawl, and they just said they want just beads and buttons, and then you ask them what color, and they tell you, and then you do the best you can. Uh, You could put hearts on them, you could put feathers, and just uh, make it masculine or feminine. Yeah, so it just all depends how much work you want to put into it. Yeah. But this is just plain, and and you don't have to put much on to make it. But here I would put buttons and beads along in mm-hmm. buttons. So
3: yeah, yeah, mine had a whole bunch of blue flowers made out of buttons on them. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: so it was just really different. Yeah. Thank you for bringing them in. Oh, no.
1: And these are probably about four or five inches wide and I don't know, six uh, feet long? About 72 inches wide, yeah. Uh, long. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they have a black felt backing with then red felt sewn on top.
2: Right. And, then, and I, then I hand sew these on because they'll come off if you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most yeah. of them I
1: hand sew. So it's in a button like it a down. silhouette mm-hmm. applique of yeah. a form line design of an eagle and a raven on right. each end. So yeah. this goes around the shoulders yep. and then hangs down. Do you want to model it right. for us? Oh, you can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So then you see yeah. the eagle and the raven hanging down in the front, yeah, yeah. and then the designs that you Just, yeah. put on yeah. go up and around the head and, and shoulders.
2: This one I'm I made, uh, making for my grandson because he did not get one, and Ryan was probably the second one to graduate. Uh,
3: uh, quite a few years ago. Yeah, quite a few years ago. <laughs> but anyway,
2: so, I'm, so beautiful. I'll have 18 of them made. So, yeah. I mean, wow. more than that, but, you know, yeah. but for did, family.
3: When did you start making them for other students, like beyond your own grandchildren?
2: When I started making the serratas in the 2010, we, we came up with a meeting and thought, well, that would be a great thing to do for our our seniors to represent you know the if they were allowed to wear the stoles well coming down the uh, for graduation
3: you mm-hmm. know. and was that PIA that just thought of it or was it just a group of
2: it, you it, and your friends it wasn't PIA it was just me. <laughs> <laughs> I, and then we just talked about it and then everybody kind of thought and just came aboard the first year i had some help making that some people uh, Uh, took a stole because there were several of them to be made and it was new and, and it was fun so yeah and it was a challenge and it's just something to be shared and wanting our kids to be recognized that they have a culture and that they're proud to be who they are yeah and I think they like them and their parents appreciate it you know so it's just being proud Yeah, to wear something of your culture, yeah. Well, making the stoles, for me, was basically wanting my grandchildren to remember what culture they were from and who they are. In this world, it's just so different that it's so busy that you forget sometimes if you're not around all the events that you could participate on on celebrating your heritage, so this was my way of. In my lifetime, I wanted to be able to give them something, from me, that meant a lot. So that's how I started, and uh, because I. Uh, <clears throat> Felt like I didn't have much to share with them, Uh, and this is just in my head, you know, financially and stuff like that. And uh, to leave them something, I thought this was my way of leaving them something that was part of me. So uh, I—that was my reason. I'm sorry. Anyway, no. So. and the stoles making it for the graduation uh, seniors was something I thought was pretty cool. I thought I was proud to do it. I was proud to be able to have something that they would wear and uh, was so happy that they liked them. So it was uh, kind of uh, a great feeling to be able to share some of the things of their heritage and that they could wear.
3: It's very beautiful work that you do, Grandma. Yeah. And it's really appreciated by all of us, not just your grandkids, but every Native graduating senior.
0: Me. I cried after I got mine. I was so excited.
2: Well, I'm happy for that. Uh, You know, it's, you know, uh, everything has changed, you know. Uh, Petersburg is uh, known for Little Norway and more so. And then just having our culture being represented as well, it uh, needs to be recognized. Yeah, and and this is my little way of helping share that recognition. And then uh, making the things that I do make is uh, just something fun for me because it's something I never thought I could do. And knowing that people like it and think I, I do well, it's a compliment, uh, and I'm the most critic for, of my own items that I make, but I think uh, it makes me feel really wonderful that uh, I could share it with other
3: people. Do you know any of the seniors graduating this year? Nope, not <laughs> And how many were there again? There's five this five. year. <laughs> And I think there was five last year. Yeah. How, how do you get the information about, like, what uh, seniors that are Native?
2: Uh, usually from the school, uh, somebody up at PIA will get the names, uh, and they'll tell me, well, we need five. I think about it way ahead of time because I'm busy yeah, uh, with other things that I, I like to do, and uh, I have to work it in, uh, schedule, and... Uh, started asking them in April. I says, okay, it's coming up. I'm going to be gone this time. I need to work it in and and just get all the materials and stuff. And PIA uh, donates the uh, fabric and I uh, I have the buttons myself and stuff like that and I do the drawing and
3: put it out. So. About how long does it take to make one? For me, if you have to guess, <laughs> uh, before when I first
2: started, maybe to cut up all, the, I did it, it, like a, assembly line. If I need five people are graduating, you need one set of the eagle head and the raven, so I cut them all at once. You know, I cut them all out by hand, draw them out, and uh, cut out the panels, and and then put that all together.
3: Has, has your design changed at all since you first started, or ha- has it stayed pretty consistent?
2: Pretty consistent because once you start changing, then that could run into complications for me. Uh, I try to make it all the same. Somebody might want a different uh, emblem if they're wolf or if they're frog, but because this is something that I do as a donation, this is the basic. Uh, pattern that I use. Uh, I have made other ones that I have sold to specifications that people have ordered, but uh, that's been a while. And then they're just my way of uh, relaxing. That's my my relax
3: time. When did you start sewing and like starting to started to work on native designs and different It was after
2: I got sick and then I had to retire from work and uh, sewing has always been something for me to fall back on to just stress relief and stuff like that and then when I started to cut out uh, patterns and stuff, it was a challenge because whenever I went to some place to like celebration things and they all had all these beautiful items that other people made. I found that I couldn't uh, afford any of that. So I had to improvise and I said I could make something similar to that. Yeah, So I just did that in order to get something that I couldn't afford that I would really want. And uh, beading was when my grandmother used to bead and I thought, no. I would never (laughs) bead, and I don't do a lot of, uh, heavy beading or fill-in beading, but I do a lot of trimming with beads, but, uh, but, you know, doing the things I do and being a crafter with living here in Petersburg, it's, it's, uh, that's a challenge, uh, uh, to try to make things that other people aren't making, so, uh that was a goal for me as well, because of Oktoberfest is always fun for me, but I always have a, a table full of a lot of things, but I always have my native uh, uh, regalia on my table as well, just because that's part of what I want to uh, sell as well. It's, it, it's hard to figure out what you could sell. Uh, and, and with the costs of everything now and the time that you put into the product that you're making, you'll never get the price you, you should get. But, again, it's, it's sharing. And if somebody's willing to pay for the time that you put in that you have marked the
1: price, then, you know, then I'm grateful. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Voices of Sika Kwan, a collaboration between the Petersburg Indigenous Awareness Committee, KFSK Community Radio, and the Petersburg Public Library. Today, we're listening to a conversation between Marianne Rainey, Avery Herman Sakamoto, and Alyssa Guthrie about the regalia that Marianne Rainey makes for graduating seniors here in Petersburg, and how she hopes that the regalia gives them a sense of pride in their culture. Stick with us.
3: Were you self? Did you like teach yourself, or did you have um, other people that you knew who knew how to be? Basically,
2: self? I taught myself a lot. Of, that I do, uh, I improvise a lot. If it didn't go that way, I made it work. <laughs> so you came out with a different design, but that's okay. There's always a plan. The plan might not work. That's why you improvise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But some people are perfectionists, and that's a hard thing to do. Are you some people? No. (laughs) No, I could improvise very easily. When I wanted a cedar hat, I couldn't afford a cedar hat, so I had to figure out how to get uh, one. Yeah, So I was able to figure out I could get the cedar, I could make that hat. Learning how to make it was a challenge, but then... uh, I was able to do it just because, just because you try, you know, and if it did, if you didn't plate it right the first time, then you take it apart. You try and try until you get what you're trying to make. When I started weaving hats, I saw people do that and I watched and uh, wanted to learn how to do that because, again, you go to these celebrations or any events and they have all these beautiful cedar hats. And uh, again, it was something out of my reach. So I asked some people uh, if I could get some cedar from somebody and uh, finally uh, somebody gave me some cedar and said, here, he gave me a piece of cedar, and I made a little bracelet from that, and that's how I started to weave, and this was at a and h assembly meeting. And then from there, I was able to go someplace and gather cedar out in the woods and just pull the bark off the trees, and it was good, and it was fun. So it was a challenge, but to be able to say that I made that, that hat from scratch... Uh, you know it was really nice to be able to say yeah i was able
0: to do it when so. was the first time you made regalia like in general i mean
2: 2000 2000 so i've had a blanket
3: um <laughs> Alyssa and I, I, I was were born in 2000 <laughs> i was born in 2000 but i yeah. did yeah. you make it for yourself or yeah
2: i Well, uh, yeah, I finally made myself my own blanket, and then uh, I don't have a hat. I made everybody else in my family a hat, but I don't have one yet. I made everybody a drum, and I borrow theirs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you wear regalia for your high school celebration? No. How'd you feel about that? never knew anything about it. (laughs) Oh. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, I don't know. I I, I think I don't know. Nine uh, two thousand ten maybe was the first time that we had it here. unless they wore it before, and I don't recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when I started making stoles, I didn't see many around. In the other communities I was in until later on in the years, so it kind of caught on. You know, uh, again, the stoles was because I didn't want to make a blanket for for the kids. I, I thought the stoles, they would wear more than they would the blanket, although the blanket would have been beautiful for them to have. But uh, if they went out to any kind of... Uh, Event that recalled any kind of a regalia. This was small enough to to be able to wear.
0: It's it's really it's, important. Yeah, so it makes a difference. I mean, I was so excited to receive mine. Like we were in the assembly, well, we were okay. presented it. And then I went home and I was like, oh my God, look at this, look at this, look at this. Definitely. And then I like I wore it around my house. I wore it while I ate dinner. Uh, I had ice, cr- I went down to the sea store and bought ice cream in it. Like uh, I was literally like showing off, like yeah. here I am.
2: Yeah, I, you know, uh, my favorite part of all this is that I'm able to pass it on to my family. Yeah. And that's kind of my, gonna be my legacy. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you both for coming in. I appreciate it. I'm so happy we were able to sit down and talk about those.
3: Thank you for having us. Bye. Goodness, <laughs> cheese.
1: Thanks so much to Mary Rainey and Alyssa Guthrie for sitting down with Avery Herman Sakamoto for that conversation. And a big congratulations to all of the graduating seniors of 2022 here in Petersburg. And It is now time for Elsewhere in Sikakuan, a segment where we announce Indigenous-centered PSAs. And I'm here in Studio 2 with Avery Herrmann-Sakamoto. Hi. Hi, Avery. Um, What do you have?
0: So, a friendly note that Oklahoma Native Assets Coalition offers free financial coaching by phone and teleconference to American Indians and Alaska Natives, regardless of where they reside in the U.S., For any questions about these financial coaching services, contact Christy Feinsel, Oklahoma Native Assets Coalition Executive Director, at 405-720-0770 or at cfeinsel at oknativeassets.org. All right. And I have one here. The Petersburg
1: Indian Association will reimburse tribal members up to $300 towards hotel and travel or Celebration 2022, and Celebration is coming up very shortly, correct? It's next week. Next week. Reimbursement applications will be posted on the PIA website immediately following Celebration 2022, and you can go to PIAtribal.org to find those.
0: PIA also plans to create a list of email addresses and cell phone numbers capable of receiving text messages in hopes of improving communication with tribal members. If you'd like to receive emails and or texts related to PIA events, please send your contact info to tribaladmin at piatribal.org. And your information will not be shared with anyone outside of PIA. All right, and I have another one from PIA here too.
1: The PIA Basic Needs Project aims to provide assistance to people and families who require help and supplies eligible members with toiletries and cleaning supplies. There is no deadline, and it is open to all enrolled tribal members at PIA. You can find the application on their website at piatribal.org.
0: And there are two job openings still at PIA. Um, PIA is now accepting applications for an Indian Environmental General Assistance Program assistant for the summer. This position helps with environmental sampling and working with the composting operation. And you can find the full job description and application on the PIA website at piatribal.org slash employment. And PIA is hiring for a Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Program Team Supervisor. This job may include physical labor and may be physically demanding, as much of the work is completed in the field. Well, that is all we've got for PSAs. Thanks for joining me, Avery. Good to you, Tana.
4: Voices of Sitka Kwan is recorded and produced on Hlinkit Ani, the historical homeland of the Hlinkit people, but also the current homeland and the land that holds their future.
0: Thank you for joining us for Voices of Sitka Kwan. This show is a collaboration between the Petersburg Indigenous Awareness Committee, KFSK Community Radio, and the Petersburg Public Library. It is made possible, in part, by a grant from the Institute of Museum and Library Services and the Alaska State Libraries, Archives, and Museums. It is also made possible by the generosity of our participants, including the volunteers on our content committee. We thank them for their enthusiasm and dedication. To participate in Voices of Sitka Kwan, contact Kari Peterson at the Petersburg Public Library. Archives of Past Shows can also be found at sitkavoices.org that's s e e t k a voices.org as well as on spotify and apple media G'nach chish.
4: hey